Michelle Constant on SAFM. Nice, big, fat, juicy. I have to say I'm a bit of a fangirl myself. That's Msaki and Tomorrow Silver. And that was the choice of Kulisile in East London, really participating in the show, Kulisile. Thank you so much. Saying uh, with regards to freedom of speech and public platforms and social commentary, it's complicated because people mostly subscribe to diverse moral codes and ethical standards. Many of the people who consume the content in podcasts and whatever else platform usually don't mind the appalling content and don't see what the outrage is. I think, and this is a great point, I think advertisers and brand strategists also understand this well and are willing to play in the grey area that pushes numbers. I think that's a very good point, Kolasile. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for your big, fat, juicy uh, choice of song. We hope that it made your morning. A couple of other great choices coming through as well, and we'll play that. Now, as we move into 2022, well, January's over, guys. Gone. Only 11 months uh, until we get back to Christmas again. (laughs) Till our next break. Okay, someone else is saying last chance on Guess the Destination. I'm saying it's Ndula Lodge. That's from Sofiso again. No, Sofiso, you're wrong. (laughs) You'll have to listen at 20 past uh, when we have our guest. But, you know, you're working at Sofiso. You are part of the family and we love you for that anyway. So, As I said, 2022, so there's lots and lots of uh, new information coming through and people are thinking differently. And one of the big terms is called the creator economy. It's not a new term. Obviously, everyone who creates something and it's sold either as a freelancer or as a side hustle, whatever the case may be, it is then classified within this economy, the creative economy. But there's also, as we said, the creator economy. And what does that mean? What are people curating? On the line, we've got Peter Grunwald, who is the CEO of Infinity. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning to you and your listeners. It's a pleasure being here. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Peter. Um, I I always love these things that come out as thought leadership. But actually, is this thought leadership? I mean, the creative economy has been going for hundreds of years. People who create are part, essentially, of that economy. Now it may be slightly different because we have social media, we have videographers, we have bloggers, etc. So what is the creator economy and how are they going to address the trends of 2022? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's been around for a long time, but I think what started changing is when social media came about, it creators had the ability to build audiences around them and to engage these audiences. That was the first step. Um, and that's where you, you find everyone's now got the ability to have an audience and engage them. And the next step was then when the monetizing opportunities became a little bit easier. So today, in most of the platforms, it's building that you can monetize these skill sets of yours in this community that's attached to you. Um, and as a result of that, I mean, there's over 50 million people active in the creative economy with over 2 million of them generating more than a, a million dollars per annum from that economy. But the exciting part today is that it's been open. It's almost like a, if you consider Airbnb, through that platform, ordinary people can now um, monetize rooms in their houses. And the same has happened in the social sphere. You don't have to be this big celebrity with a huge following anymore in order for your content 
to be monetized in one way or other. And I think that's the exciting part of it. New tools being launched on a, on a, on a monthly basis and, and just giving these individuals the ability to engage their audiences and actually become some benefit from it. So, Peter, I mean, this aligns uh, very closely to the conversation we've been having earlier around freedom of expression. And certainly, if we look at how one curates information and how one curates content, do you believe that there needs to be uh, an ethical approach to that? Or do you think that this is purely a case of saying we are going to monetize? And uh, as one of our listeners so correctly said, um, that there may be a gray area around advertising and uh, strategies, brand strategies. Yeah, I think it's, it's the, I mean, as normal, the normal sort of, the way I look at it is, if I've got a community attached to me, I'm very much in, in I've got a feeling for what they like and what I want to engage on. And I need to protect that community from my personal point of view. And I think that, that should be an overarching foundation in terms of self-regulation. But then when the advertising comes into play, there are rules and regulations. And I think to a large extent, it's being adhered to. What you want to find out is that if someone is promoting a product, you want that declaration to go up front. But what we've seen is, um, and it mostly, I mean, it's the, us as guys that monetize these influencer content, um, our clients want us to stick to the rules. As yes. a result, you know, there is a declaration, either hashtag ad or advertising or something like this. Um, but but then again, you know, it all comes down to authenticity. So the tools allow us today to pair brands perfectly with almost the existing customers on a day-to-day basis. And so, so what we've seen is that authenticity of the messaging to your audience makes a huge difference in terms of uh, how, how, how the audience receives that content. So, I mean, you raised two interesting words. The one is the word influencer and the other one is the word authenticity. And uh, I sometimes feel like perhaps this is the year that we should maybe move on to other terminologies. But I'm interested in what you believe authenticity to be when it comes to someone who is an influencer and who is actually looking at pulling in people for financial gain. We do have to go to a break, but if I, if we can come back from the break and, and maybe look at that question. Not for sure. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. We've got Peter Grunewald, the CEO of Infinity on the line. We're talking about the concept of the creator economy, slightly different to the creative economy, uh, and focusing on, as Peter says, influencers and those who have authenticity. I'm asking, what does authenticity mean when someone is selling something for financial gain? Peter, thank you so much for uh, continuing with us very briefly, if we could answer that question. Yeah, so I think it's the first step why an advertiser want to engage a creator or influencer to attach their messaging to them is because they want to bring a human voice to the, to the conversation. Also today, we discover a lot of things on our social media feed. The world is slightly moved from a search world to more discovery type of world. So now the trick comes to attach this human voice that you want to attach to a person to someone that's closely aligned to your product. And I think that's where the world where really become excited. Because historically, it was only the big influencers or the big celebrities that got these brand engagements. It was only there for the very wealthy brands to engage with them. Um, 
and then as soon as me and you have seen the advertising or the or the particular post, we sit back and we wonder how much have they got paid for it. We don't trust the leap that they're actually utilizing the product. Now today, with the micro and the nano influencers, you've got the ability to attach your messaging to someone that's the existing fan of your brand, for instance. Someone has made a decision to support that brand over a period of time by themselves. Now, that's where the exciting part comes in, because when someone like that starts talking about a product, and you'll see it on a daily basis, it's what we call the super fans. When they come into play to do your conversation on behalf of the brand, you tick all the boxes. You get the authenticity, you get that realness, and you get that um, resonance with audiences because they're closely connected to their audiences. So you're talking about micro-influencers as opposed to macro-influencers? I even go down. I mean, as you get micro and you go to, right down to nano-influencers today. Nano-influencers are everyday people, and they are now monetizing opportunities and platforms that can help them to attach messaging to, on their social media. But the trick is that as you go to smaller influencers, the realness of, of it must go up. Then it's important to match perfectly to existing brand fans for the conversation to, 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 to land and resonate with audiences. So you could be looking at someone who has 1,000 followers, 500 followers, 200 followers. Exactly. exactly. Someone like that, they're fans of certain brands which they've been used, they've made a decision to support a particular brand themselves, and they love the brand and they're having good experiences around it. So they don't mind talking about it. Now, historically, without the technology and the platforms, it was very hard for brands to discover them because the brand can do two things. He can communicate possibly with his own customers, but it's very hard thing to get his customers to talk about him. That's where the, the, some of the influence and creative platforms today is making that possible for brands. Peter Grunewald is the CEO of Infinity. I have to say, I'm thinking suddenly, you know, we need to get Nico, our petrol head, onto Twitter. He would be a total, total uh, mini-influencer in a major way, and probably a major influencer as well. It's 8.25, and uh, we're moving to Guess the Destination. Ooh, you guys have come in with all sorts of different uh, options on this one. Mdu has the clue for you.